Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the first book of Samuel, Shmuel Aleph, chapter 27, that's Perak Chof Zion. We left off the last chapter with another promise of Saul to be peaceful to David, um, but this one, of course, fell on deaf ears. We left it where David had the opportunity once again to assassinate Saul, but he did not take that opportunity. He did not want that his leadership of the people begin through violence, through assassination. So David declined the opportunity to kill Saul, and then Saul, feeling vulnerable once again, Saul says to David, come back to my home. I promise I won't hurt you. But this time, of course, David has already learned his lesson that Saul's promises don't last very long. So David now and Saul are gone their separate ways once again, and Saul is still looking out for some way of attacking David and killing him. So David thinks, devises a very interesting plan for his safety, which we're about to read in this chapter. This is a short chapter, 27. And within this, we see his, his wisdom of his choice of places to go for refuge. And we see David, um, in many ways, beginning to act on the behalf of the people as if he was a king, fulfilling one of the most essential responsibilities as a king. But also, um, we see how he was able to trick uh, the, the Philistines into thinking that he was their friend. We see him playing a very uh, dangerous political game, but playing it very successfully. So um, again, we see this chapter giving us uh, pointers, giving us little uh, tidbits to demonstrate the wisdom of David and why he was destined to become the king. So Vayomer David Elibo, David said to himself, Ata, now esafe yomechad biyam shaol. One, someday in the near future, I am going to get killed by Saul. The, I, I got to do something about this. I, I, I'm consistently being miraculously saved, but it can only last so long. An obvious lesson here is, there's several lessons here. Number one, the fact that David said this to himself. He did not take counsel from his people. This is David, uh, uh, you know, the decision he's about to make. Uh, would be a scary one and is one that um, many of advisors probably would have advised against. But David realizes that he has no choice and he cannot, you know, I can hear a counsel saying, well, Saul just offered you to come back. Why don't you go back and let's make, you know, uh, all, you can hear all kinds of advice here. But David realizes on his own that that's not an option. Ain li tov. There is no good way. Unless, unless I go and escape to the land of the Philistines. There is no other way. If I stay here, someone's going to get me at some point. The other lesson we see here is David not relying on miracles, but doing what he needs to do to save himself, despite the fact that, that he's been, uh, it has been God's hand that has been saving him until now. But David doesn't see it that way. He can't rely on that. And he needs to do something to save himself. And if I get to the land of the Philistines, Saul will give up for searching for Israel within the boundaries of Israel. As long as I remain within the boundaries of Israel, I'm technically under Saul's jurisdiction. And he'll figure out a way to get me. But if I go there, I will be saved from his hand. 
Um, and of course, the Philistines themselves are enemies, so David has to figure out how not to be considered an enemy there. So that plan, we'll see. In other words, David is thinking, with the Philistines, I could deal with They're a danger, but I could figure out a way around it. With Saul, no matter what I do, nothing works. So the only way around it is to get out of the, 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 this jurisdiction of Saul. So Vayakam David, so David got up, Vayavarhu, and he, and the 600 men that were with him, El Achish ben Maoch Melach Gat. They went to Achish, the son of Maoch, who was the king of Gat. Gat, as we've seen before several times, is one of the seven, um, one of the five, I'm sorry, kings of, of the Philistines. And, um, and uh, one of the five principal cities. Each one had its king. Uh, so he goes to the, the, the one of the capital cities of the Philistines, Gat. Vayeshev David, and this, of course, is not the first time David went, but last time he was alone. He was, he was uh, desperate. And if we recall, he had to act like a crazy person in order for them not to bother with him. Now he has 600 men with him, presumably with their families, etc. Vayeshev David in Machish Begat. So David settled, David settled in uh, in Gat with Achish, with the king, he and all of his men, uh, presumably Achish would have known by now that there was this rivalry between Saul and David. So, uh, you know, David is playing himself up as a refugee from the king of Israel. Uh, so being that he's running away from the enemies, Achish is probably going to give him a chance to prove whether it, maybe he, he gave up his loyalties to his own people, the people of Judea, the people of Israel, because they're chasing him, and maybe he can pick up an ally here. So he and his men, each person with their family, David and David and his two wives, so they're bringing their families along. This isn't just a group of military men. They're coming with their families, and Achish is probably thinking, hmm, I might have just picked up a serious win here. And who was his two wives? Achinoam ha'Yisraelis, Achinoam from Jezreel, va'Avigail eshet Naval, and Avigail, who was the wife of Naval ha'Carmelis, who came from the Carmel, which we read that story before. How that happened? Va'yugadli Shaul, and it was told to Saul kivorach David Gat that David had ran to Gat, v'lo Yosaf od levakcho, and he ceased for, from looking for him. Now, at this point, it's over. The game is over. Saul cannot chase him into enemy territory without risking his own life, without risking the life of all of his men. So David is saved from Saul. And that part of the plan worked. The rest of the plan was, uh, let's see how David plays this one. David has to consistently prove, he's now in the position of needing to constantly prove to Achish that he is loyal to Achish, while we deeply, we know that on the inside, David is obviously still loyal to his people. It's just all that he ran away from. But he has to convince Achish otherwise, that he is now a Philistine loyalist. Um, so how is he going to pull this off? So let's see. First of all, he can't stay with Achish in Achish's palace, right? The longer he stays there, the, the more chances there will be for Achish to get to know David well enough to understand that David is not really the best ally for the Philistines. Remember, David was the one who killed the Philistine giant uh, uh, many moons ago. Um, uh, you know, th it's only a matter of time until Achish sees David 
uh, acting as if he was a leader of his men and 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 realizing that David is so the first thing is let me get out of this house I'll, I'll be under your jurisdiction but give me my own place if I have found favor in your eyes in other words if you assume that I am t- truly loyal to you so give me a place in one of the fields uh, the cities in the field one of the outlying uh, uh, cities that are under the jurisdiction of God remember we, we had this before where the, the way the Philistine area was set up, there were five capital cities, and each one was surrounded by smaller villages. Presumably they were farming villages or uh, that were each associated to the place that they were close to. I will live in one of those cities, so give me one of those. Why should your servant stay here in the royal city with you? You know, um, it, it, it's, there's, there's, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. There's not a lot of room. Get, let me have one of those small towns. So, so Achish gave him then the town of Tziklag. Um, he gave it to him, presumably said, here, this is yours. So for the, the city of Tziklag became a city of the kings of Judea, Ad Hayom In other words, David retained ownership of the city even after he became the king. Uh, and then from then on, Tziklag became incorporated into the kingdom of Yehuda of Judea. So until this day, this presumably this would mean that these uh, verses were written sometime, exactly how long depends on, uh, on the, uh, which... Uh, on a lot of different factors, scholars have different opinions, but either, regardless, this was written not contemporaneously, but it was written sometime after these events that are recorded. So until this day, it is, so presumably this would have been written sometime during the times of the reign of the kings of Judea, and Arayomazet, it remains in their jurisdiction. So, Vayim is Parim, and so David is now settled down, he has a place to live, his men are with him, He's safe from Saul. So now what is he going to do? He's not just going to sit around. He's going to do something, right? And David, being the future king of Israel, knowing that he's the future king of Israel, wants to do something, presumably at least, that will help solidify his leadership. Now, um, before we read this uh, next to a couple of verses, I want to point out again, and if you, if you wind back to my discussion of Amalek, we need to consider the area where the, the Philistines lived, which is roughly corresponds to where Gaza is today. So this is the area which, through which anyone traveling to Egypt, right, to, into the land of Israel, and then through the land of Israel to the other um, uh, major population centers of the Middle East, whether that be in Mesopotamia or, or Syria or so on, or Lebanon, will pass through this area on their way to Egypt, which is a major trading route. Now, that means that you have to traverse, after you leave this area of the Philistines, you have to traverse through what is now the Sinai Desert. And even today, the Sinai Desert is populated with uh, nomadic tribes, um, some of whom, uh, nowadays we deal with the uh, ISIS and who knows who else is hiding out in the vast expanses of the Sinai Desert, but in those days, this was populated by nomadic tribes that made a living raiding all of the trading caravans that went through the desert, uh, raiding and killing any passers-by, and making it very difficult to establish a real kingdom, to establish any form of what we would today call civilization. 
we, I, I explained this when we talked about the reason why the Amalekites were such a danger and why they were such a problem. David knows that the, these tribes living in these areas are the enemies of any future state. It's impossible w- w- to, to function as a state and to deal with the major empires to the south, which is Egypt and Ethiopia, uh, um, which we know that once David did set up his kingdom and Solomon set up his kingdom, they had open, wide relationships and business back and forth between these nations, which were essential to the establishment of a viable state. So doing something about these tribes was crucial, and getting rid of them without acting like them was crucial. In other words, getting rid of them not in order to gain plunder and bounty, but to establish law and order was crucial. And this explains, to some degree at least, uh, the vicious methods which were, had to be employed to get rid of them, why they were destroyed down to the last man, woman, etc. Um, uh, and we'll see this as we, um, you know, uh, when we discuss this, when we discuss Amalek, and when we hear about the methods of, of warfare uh, in destroying these tribes, uh, they kind of grate on the modern ear because it sounds kind of vicious, but we have to understand warfare was different in those days, and we have to understand the importance of clearing the desert of these tribes for the establishment of a viable state. So, several days when David David had now been living in the fields of the Philistines, in other words, not in the capital city, but one of the outlying towns. It was Yamim, uh, presumably a year or two, in four months. So this is how long he's living out there. And David and his men uh, would go up. In other words, they didn't just hang around. They would go up. And they went out to the Gishuri. These are tribes. Um, they are living in the land um, uh, uh, that, that in the region of Olam, right? Or, they were, or this, this, if it means may Olam, which often means forever, they've been living in these areas for a long time. Boach Hashura, the places that would would uh, that that were on the road as one arrives all the way up to Shura, Viad Eretz Mitzrayim, all the way down to Egypt. So, in other words, these were the people living in those lands. And these were those tribes that I was discussing before. So he called David at Aretz. So David, in the anticipation of his future kingdom, knew that one very useful thing he can do, and operating out of the land of the Philistines was a great idea. Of This is an ideal time for David to do it. He's free from worrying about Saul, and he can go about the way of getting rid of the enemies of the kingdom of the future kingdom of Judea. Well, not future. It's a current kingdom under Saul now, but the kingdom of Judea. He would not allowed to live any surviving adults, not man, not woman, and he would take the bounty, the sheep and cattle, the donkeys, camels, and clothing. So he's here he is accumulating um, uh, animals, accumulating wealth, accumulating clothes, things that are necessary for him to set up his future kingdom, things that are necessary for him to build his wealth. And he would come back, and he would come back to Achish. Now, from, from the area where he is, he has access to raiding into the land of Israel, or he could raid down into the Sinai. 
He chose to raid down into the Sinai for the reasons which we just described. However, if Achish knew that these were the people he was attacking, then Achish, the king of Gat, would be thinking, oh my, he's still attacking the enemies of the people of Judea. He's not working for me. He's still working for the, his old uh, friends, the people of Judea. So Vayomer Achish, so David had to come up with a good story to demonstrate to Achish that he was still loyal. So Vayomer Achish, al tem hayom. Where did you go and, and stretch your hand out? In other words, where did you go and, and, and attack today? So Vayomer David, and David said, Al Negev Yehuda, vi Al Negev Hayirach Me'eli, vi Al Negev Hakeni. I went to the, the, the Negev, which generally means the south, or the southern deserts of Judea, the southern deserts of the Yirach Me'eli, and the Keni. Remember, the Keni, these are allies of the Judeans. So he would tell Achish that he's attacking the allies of the Judeans, while really he was attacking the enemies of the Judeans. So Achish thinks he's is is now totally convinced that David is on his side and not and he has left his people, and it makes sense why he would leave his people. He'd be he'd be quite angry at them for the way their king Saul has been treating him. But meanwhile, David has been doing just the opposite. And how how does David figure that he'll get away with this? He's, he did not leave. David. This is verse 11. He did not leave. He did not know man or woman alive. Presumably, it sounds like he did leave children alive because it's a man or woman old enough to say where they came from. To um, uh, 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 to be brought to God. In other words, he didn't take prisoners. In those days, usually when you attacked, you left the adults alive, uh, at least the ones that weren't a military threat, uh, to take as prisoners uh, and, and enslave them, but he did not do that because he knew they would say, or they might speak about us, saying, This is what David's been doing. All the time he's living in the Philistines, he's acting to safeguard the Judeans, right? Instead of the Philistines, so he's using the Philistine um, safety net uh, in order to bolster the Judean kingdom, which was actually the enemy of the Philistines. So he didn't want that to happen, so he didn't leave anyone alive. So, and Achish believed David and trusted David, saying as follows, He is sick and tired of his people, of his nation, of Israel. And he will be a servant to me forever. So David's ruse worked perfectly, and David is now safe in, in the land of the Philistines, he's saved from Saul. Achish thinks he's his friend and his ally. And he's working towards building up the kingdom of Israel by destroying their enemies. This concludes chapter 27. Thank you for studying chapter 27 together with me. Looking forward to studying chapter 28. And of course, the rest of the book of Samuel together.